0: Say that the theme of my message this morning, and I'm running with the theme for the last two messages that I have been preaching. So this is part three of that, and that is loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, and with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. It is from that Torah (laughs) that Anthony and Teresa are teaching. But, uh, you know, it is part two of Clint's message. I wasn't here last week, but I had a privilege of listening to Clint's message. I want to say what an amazing message that was, bro. And I want to say this man, he lives his message. Uh, We went to Adelaide, and uh, Shelly and I, we invited Clint and Hannah for Dinner to come out for dinner and when the dinner was finished he was very quickly to pull out his wallet, his credit card and tap, and he has absolutely blessed us. Thank you, brother. May God bless you a thousandfold. How's that? Hey? <laughs> well done, yeah. He is a blessed man, and the reason he is a blessed man because he, I believe, lives his life with an open hand, with generosity. Amen? Now, the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 6 and chapter 5, that really is the core of this book, the book of Deuteronomy, the great commandment in which God, he calls us and he tells us that you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. Remember, friends, that this is the word of God to his redeemed people, friends, The Lord, He has absolutely loved us and therefore He calls us to love Him. We are to remember Him in our minds that the Son of God, He died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins that He gave Himself for me. Amen? He wore the crown of thorns for us and He was nailed to that cross for us and He lives in glory interceding for us. And because his love always, friends, flows into our life, he says, I want you to now embrace the covenant of love and of loyalty. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. And from that foundation, my friends, Which is in Deuteronomy and chapter 6 and verse 5. Today, I would like to look at the impact of our possessions on the love for the Lord our God. And Moses, he speaks about that in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 10, it says, So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he saw to your fathers. Now immediately, friends, let's pause over here on the verge of the Jordan. Moses, he says to the people that a great change is lying ahead of you in your life. You are about to enter into some wonderful, wonderful blessing from the Lord. And when you will enter into the promised land, this blessing of God is going to happen in your life. And there are three things he particularly identifies. There will be blessing of God abundantly poured into your life first. God says you are going to have opportunity. Deuteronomy and chapter six and verse ten to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build. Now cities are place of opportunities. Cities have infrastructure. Cities have large population. Businesses thrives in the city. Amen. And you are going to come into cities that you didn't even build. You are going to suddenly find yourself surrounded by all these opportunities that are represented in the large populations of the city. Not only that you will be brought into uh, opportunity, but secondly, Moses says that you're going to have property. Now remember, all their lives, these people, they were living in a desert. This younger generation, they only lived in tents. And chapter 6, friends, in verse 11, Moses says, here is what is going to happen to you very soon. Your life is going to change. You will have houses. All the good gifts that you did not get for yourself, did not work hard for, the mortgage-free houses that you didn't build. Friends, suddenly these people who were in the desert living in tents are going to be property owners without owing any money to the banks. Who likes that idea? Everyone said yes. And later on, as you read the book of Joshua, my friends, as God promised, God gave a portion to each tribe, to each clan, and to each family. And so these people, as they're going to enter into the promised land, they're not only going to own properties for themselves, but they will be passing the properties to their children and their children's children. Yeah. This is an extraordinary change. Moses says, that's what lies ahead of you. And I want to share a quick testimony. I remember a couple of months ago, In one of my messages, I shared a testimony that how Satan tried to lure Shelly and I by trying to, you know, uh, throw a handsome amount of money, uh, you know, to us. And, uh, you know, one of my family members wanted to give me X amount of deposit so that we can buy a house with them. And I said, no deal, because there would have been idols in that house. And from that, my friend, that's what what God did was, This and and I want you guys to hear my heart over here. What God did was that He told us to buy a land because we wanted to, you know, buy a house like most of the families they do. And so, you know, we had X amount of deposits, so we couldn't uh, buy a house uh, with a land package, so we just bought the land, and we paid about $51,000 22 years ago. And so it was a 600-something square meter house, and as we were saving more money to build a house in that land, God said to me, you know, actually God showed me a dream. He showed me a dream that I'm buying already a build-up house. So I went to Shelly and said, this is what God is doing and saying in the dream. And Shelly goes, let's go for it. So we left the land as it is and we built. uh, bought a house in Wyndham Vale. Most of you guys came to that house. And as we are living in this house, as people are coming to church, you know, uh, Trevor and Syrian, two weeks into they come to the church, they're at our house, you know, in our dinner table. And Anthony and Teresa, Russ and Jane, when they came from... South Africa, there we just invited them, come in, guys, and share a meal with us, and that's what we were doing. And you know, and we were just running, you know, for God in that way. And the people who were leading the church, they were saying, Go for it, man, that's your calling. We can see that in you, you know. So, I want to say that, that you know, I was not calling these guys because they were elders, they were not elders, they became elders after. So, I want to say to you, don't be a respect of person, honor your leaders, but love everyone, amen. However, once, you know, after about two years, what happened was the land that we bought got triple the amount higher. And God said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to sell the land and pay your mortgage off. How's that? A mortgage-free house. Amen? This is God. I didn't even have to work hard for it. What an amazing God we have. (laughs) And thirdly, you're going to have income, says Moses. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 11, and you will have vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. And in chapter 8, it also talks about the pomegranates and the vineyards and the hills that have copper and iron and so on. All these are, friends, means of generating income. And so here are the people who are going into the land where they are going to be owning properties and they will have means of income coming, this wonderful, wonderful blessing of God, something that their parents didn't know. That's what Moses tells them in the verge of the promised land. Now that is a wonderful gift from God. But I want you to notice what Moses, he says next. If you just look away from the Bible right now, what would you expect Moses to say next? That you're going to have property, no mortgage, income coming, surrounded by opportunity. I would expect him to say, well, you've got to be thankful to the Lord That's a good thing to say, isn't it? But that's not what he says. In Deuteronomy, in chapter 6, in verse 12, see what he does say. Verse 11, when you're going to become property owners, when you're going to have a job jet that generates income surrounded by opportunity, he says "Investor, my friend, be careful. Be very, very careful. That's what he does say. Friend, this is a warning. God is saying that when all this opportunity, you know, of blessing comes to you, watch out. This will be a time of special danger to you. Because every blessing of God, my friend, let me tell you, carries a hidden test, a hidden danger, a hidden temptation. Amen? Amen? And Moses says, you need to understand this, my friend, and you need to know how to handle it, and you need to know how to navigate it. The name of my message this morning (laughs) is called The Danger of Success. That's the name of my message. Well, let's look at Deuteronomy in chapter 8, where Moses, he explains that why the blessing of God, it carries a hidden danger when we are surrounded by opportunities, receive property and have an income coming, and that we need to be very, very, very careful. Moses, he explains in chapter 8 that when we experience the blessing of God, one of two things will happen The blessing of God can increase your praise to the Lord, deepen your love for the Lord. And when that happens, you are brought into what I'm going to describe a circle of praise. A circle of praise. It's in chapter 8 and verse 6 to verse 11. Uh, it begins in chap- verse 6 with fearing the Lord, observing the Lord's command and walking in His ways. We are to love Him as we fear Him and we are to fear Him as we love Him. That means that we are to give weight to Him in all of our ways to hear what He says, to do what what he commands, Moses says, Fear the Lord. Then he describes the circle of praise, the blessing of God. Deuteronomy in chapter 8 and verse 7 to 9 it says, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water, with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. In a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees, and pomegranates, of olive oil and honey, it is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It is a land where iron is as common as stone and copper is abundant in the hills. Sounds like Australia. (laughs) Now he's saying that if you fear the Lord... It will bring blessing in your life. What will happen is, then it will lead you to praise. And in chapter 8 and verse 10, it says, when you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. You see how it flows, friends? He says that if you really understand the loving fear of God and allow that fear to lead you, and when the blessing comes, you are going to be led to praise Him. Chapter 8 and verse 11, Moses, he warns them. He says, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Failing to observe his commands. But friends, if we are praising him, we won't do that. If I fear the Lord, his blessing will lead me to do what? To praise him. And praise will cause me to call him to my mind so that I do not forget him. Amen? Amen. We will live in the awe of the Lord, living, you know, before him in the circle of praise. And that's where we want to be. We want to live a life of praise, my friends. We want to live a life of praise. And that's where we want to be. See, we want to be to those who fear the Lord as good gifts come from the hand of God himself. We want to keep praising him, that we don't forget him, that we live in awe of him. Now, Moses has something else to say to us. See, because God's blessing doesn't always lead his people into praise, right? There's another effect a blessing of God can bring into a person's life. And you will see he moves to this word in verse 12 otherwise. Otherwise. Very important word. Moses described about the circle of praise, you know, fear the Lord, don't forget the Lord your God, so that his blessing will lead you to praise. Stay in the circle, otherwise in verse 12 he says, now he's going to tell us a different kind of pattern. You know, a different cycle of events that can happen when God's blessing, it comes into a person's life. And I'm going to call that the cycle of pride. And it begins in chapter 8 and verse 11. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. See, to forget the Lord, your God, it, friends, simply means that you don't have him in your mind. Amen? It means that you lose sight of that where the blessing is coming from, which is coming from his hand. And if you forget the Lord, your God, hear it what will happen. In verse 12 and verse 13, again, he describes the blessing of God. Just hear me. He says, otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your heads and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied. But let's just pause over here Just for a moment, this is very, very important. See, God's blessing will not only come to those who fear him, but it will also come to those who forget him. Remember, Jesus says that when the rain falls and the sun shines, it shines in the unjust house and a just person's house. Amen? That is why, my friend, it is a great mistake to think that blessing of God in your life is in abundance, that God's smile is upon you. It is a great mistake. Now, God's blessing comes to also those who forget him and to also those who who fear him. But listen carefully what Moses describes in verse 14, What will happen if you choose to forget the Lord your God when blessing of God will come in your life? In chapter 8, in verse 14, here's what will happen. Then your heart will become proud. Then your heart will become proud. If we forget the Lord, our God, then his blessing will lead us to do something else. Rather than to praise him, it will take us into a circle of pride. That's what he is saying. We'll take credit to our own self. And when we take credit of God's blessing to our own self, that will increase the forgetting of the Lord. That's what the Torah says. By the way, I want to say that all the blessing and casing of God in the Old Testament, it is all for God's people, even in the New Testament. You know, God's heart does not change. It might not directly, you know, apply in that way. But if you look at it in a, in a whole, there will be always God is speaking something to his people. Amen. See, praise leads us back to the Lord because our eye is upon him. But pride leads us away from the Lord. Why? Because our eye is upon our own selves. And if we are trying to get, you know, uh, into the circle of pride, when the blessing comes, we are taking credit for our own self. We will end up saying, verse 17, I have done this, And that's what pride brings. Listen to what it says in chapter 8 and verse 17. You may say to yourself, Moses says, my power and my strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. (laughs) Now this is the test of success, friends. This is the test of success. The blessing of God, either it will lead you to a circle of praise or it may lead you To a circle of pride. And in the circle of pride, we will end up saying, this is what I have achieved. And as pride comes, that will increase the forgetting of the Lord. And that's why Moses is saying to the people who are in the verge of the promised land, and he's saying that you are going to come into a blessing that you cannot imagine, opportunity, Property, income that your parents, they never knew. You know, this is the blessing of God. Realize the danger, my friend, that's hidden in the very blessing of God itself. That's what Moses is saying. Now the teaching of this passage of scripture, let's try and apply it to our own lives, right? Let's bring it closer to home. Understand that when we receive the blessing of God in whatever way or in whatever form that it comes to us, when God prospers us in whatever way in our life, there is a particular temptation that all of us, including me, we will face. And you know, a particular test that we will need to negotiate. Let's put it this way, when you graduate from university with a degree, be very, very careful. There is a particular test that's hidden over there. Some of you guys have received the certificate today, right? (laughs) Dare not take that to heaven with you, my friend. (laughs) Anthony and Teresa are doing an amazing job. eh? Let's... But I mean it. Don't take that certificate to heaven. You'll not be qualified because of that certificate. Your income moved from a figure with five numbers to a figure of six numbers. That very success that you rightly celebrate, Moses would say to you at that moment, be very, very careful, my friend. Be very, very careful because that blessing that you rightly celebrate, there is a test that's hidden over there. If you are an A-plus student and you are just gifted, you know, Moses would say to you, be very, very careful because there is a particular test that you will face in your life. See, others who score B and C, they have other temptations that they need to deal with. But you will have a different test, a different temptation. See, all of God's good gifts from God they are a blessing of God and they are to be welcomed and they are to be celebrated. But remember, in whatever way or form, the tickly blessing of God that is coming down your way, my friend, it's always going to carry its weight. The test of success will test your love for Jesus Christ. I want to say this the test of success will, you know, test your love for Jesus Christ. Now we are to let this thing settle in our own hearts and in our own minds today. Because it is the opposite of what we usually think, right? See, what, we, what this is saying to us is simply this. It would be easy to assume that the time of spiritual danger in our life is the day that we become sick. But Moses is saying that's not usually the case, my friend, because when you are sick, we are praying when we are sick. Amen? The time of real danger in our life is when we are well. That's when we are going to forget the Lord our God most likely. That's the time that we will be tempted. See, when we lose a job, that's the day that when we are going to call upon the Lord our God for His help. Amen? (laughs) But the day for a particular danger for us is the day that we may gain a job. that's the day we will go mostly, most likely spiritually, you know, cold. Moses is saying to the people, you know, in the verge of entering into the promised land, he's saying, you are about to go in there, I won't be going with you. But I plead with you as you're going to receive more blessing than your parents would have ever imagined. I want to say to you Moses says, Be careful, be careful. Read the danger signs, read it. Because this is either going to drive you into the circle of praise or it may lead you to the circle of pride. Be careful. And I know, you know, people who were born overseas, including Shelley and I, and we come to this great land of opportunity and, you know, whatever people dreamed of in overseas, and they're in the pursuit of achieving all they didn't have in, uh, in, in Fiji or whatever country you're coming from. You know, in the pursuit of that, they have lost their love for Jesus Christ. And now when you look at them, boy, they're spiritually dry. Spiritually try. By the way, this is a great help and a warning if you ever struggle with the issue of envy. You look at someone who has a bigger income, has a bigger property than you have, who has been given a bigger opportunity than you have, Friend, never wish yourself into another person's temptation. You don't know how you would handle the temptation that's hidden in what he or she has. Amen? And the very fact that you are experiencing envy may be an indication that you may not handle it well. And that it is God's grace and His Kindness that it's kept you from being exposed to the temptation with which they have to deal with. Very wise counseling from one of a great man of God who has gone uh, to heaven, gone home. Always remember this, Jesus said that everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded from them. The one who has been entrusted with much, much, much more will be required, much, much more. Success can destroy an individual. That's what Moses, he is saying over here in the verge of the promised land. He's saying, be careful, my friend, be careful. See, when you are blessed in this way, success can not only destroy an individual, but success, success can destroy a generation as well. Just have a look at our generation, how successful we think that we have become in our own eyes. Amen? And you see that the Younger generation of this world, you can clearly see they have forgotten the Lord their God. We are saying my strength and my power of my hand has done this. I want to say this. One of a great theologian, he has said this: the, rebe- the rebellion against Lord does not begin with the cleansed fist of atheism rebellion against the lord begins with the self-satisfied heart that no longer find a reason to say thank you jesus thank you jesus deuteronomy in chapter 6 In chapter 8, it says, For when we are in a time of trouble, we know that we're going to be calling upon the Lord our God for His help. But when we are in a time of blessing, my friend, that is where easily we may forget the Lord our God. That's what it's teaching us. The subtle test of success. Let me ask you this question, my friend, that what is success doing to you right now? What is success doing to you? The blessing of God in your life in a particular way, what is it doing to you? Is it increasing the circle of praise or it is increasing the circle of pride in you? And maybe, you know, as you set your heart in the word of God this morning, as I have searched my own heart in the, under the word of God You know, maybe you are saying today, well, I see my heart and there is too little praise but too much pride in me. And when we see that the great question for us becomes, how can I break out of from the circle of pride? How can I break free from, you know, this temptation that draws me, you know, how can I fight it and how can I overcome it? How can I get rid of this cycle of pride and come back into the cycle of praise? And that's exactly what Moses says in verse 18. If you look at it from verse 17 he is describing friends the person locked into the circle of pride and he is saying to himself the power of my strength and my hands have produced this wealth for me how to break out of it Moses tells us but he says but in verse 18 here is how you break out of from the circle of pride But, B-U-T, chapter 8 and verse 18, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms his covenant, which he saw to your ancestors as it is today, and Moses, he is just Making this obvious point, friend, he says that though it goes into your head, then you say, well, now look at what I have achieved. And Moses is simply asking this question. You say that it was your strength, it was your power, your talent, your skills, your ability. Where did that come from? That's his question. Where did it come from? Where did that power, that strength that you are speaking about come from? Who gave it to you? Where did that skill that build your build big house that you are living in, the business you know that you have you know, built for yourself? Where did it come from? That's his question. Friends, what God does is Right, and those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. You say, doesn't a person's work or his effort or skills don't they count for anything? Sure it does. Sure it does. You see, when people look at the achievement of your life and they will say, Awesome things that you have accomplished. You know, what an amazing fella that he is, and so on. Look at what he has done. But if we are wise, if you have really, really understood that what this scripture is talking about, you will know that behind that effort, the strength, the talent, the skill, it's only a mask that you are wearing, but behind that, the blessing of God is the hand of God. Amen? It is the hand of God. That's what just people see from outside. But behind the mask, my friend, you know, if you have the Holy Spirit, you know that it is the hand of God. So God, He blesses us sometimes through our efforts, sometimes without our efforts, but never from our efforts, and all because of His mercy. Only God can say, I am who I am, for the rest of us, we will say by the grace of God, I am who I am, amen? Amen. You see, that takes us, friends, to the heart of the gospel, which really is summed up, I think, in a question in the Old Testament, Romans chapter 3, we are justified not by efforts, not by works, not by our achievement we are justified freely by God's grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Amen? God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. And in chapter 3 of Romans, at verse 27, Paul says, Can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, not at all. Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to your cross I cling. That's the message of the gospel. And says Moses, the blessing of God is going to come into your life. And as that blessing comes into your life, Moses, he is saying, you've got to be very, very, very careful don't let it lead you, my friend, into the circle of pride. Let it lead you into the circle of praise, into thanksgiving to the Lord Jesus Christ. Living in the fear and in the awe of the Lord, let it lead you to take your stand beside the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen? Yeah. Always pray that Father grant me wisdom that hearing your word will be a warning to my heart, that I may wisely steward every blessing that in your kindness you pour into my life. Amen? That I may not lead, that 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 very blessing will not lead me into destruction, but I will glorify your name and humbly walk in your ways. Friends, sir, you know a day will come when I'm going to die and I have one of the songs that I would like it to be played in my funeral uh, and Shirley if you know I die before Shirley you can remind that song to her if she forgets <laughs> I mean it I mean it I'm you know I'm I I I'm not scared of death I prepare these things and I want that song to be played today so all of us can hear it. And hearing it, I, I'm hoping that God will speak something to you. And Jody, you want to play that song? And then I will pray for all of us. Yeah, Father, we just want to give you glory and honor and praise. We thank you, God, Father, for your great love for us. Thank you that you are so merciful. You are so kind that you sent your one and only son, come and die for our sins. What an amazing, amazing God you are. What an amazing, amazing promises that you have for those who know you, who love you. Oh, Father, I pray this morning that the blessing that has come in our life, we want to be thankful for that, oh God. We don't want that blessing that you have given to us, that it will turn into forgetting you. Oh God if there's any pride in us right now I pray in the name of Jesus that we, in, the, in the in the in the in the light of the word of God for your love's sake we will ask you to remove it right now because we don't want to live in a cycle of pride. We always want to live in a cycle of praise. We thank you for who you are. Thank you for saving us, oh God, Father, from going to hell. Thank you, O God, Father, that it is worth living for you. Not only, you know, knowing you and living for the world and, and then going to heaven, but knowing you and living absolutely for you. Oh, Father, I thank you. And I pray this morning, oh, God, if there's anyone over here, they're struggling in anything, in any way, may you will assure them that as you have called us to come to you and come to your feet, Matthew, it says in in chapter chapter 13, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, because you want to give us rest. In you, there is perfect rest, oh God. And there might be some who are struggling right now because they don't know what their future is holding in whatever regard it is. We know that you are our future, oh God. Father, we want to wholly submit ourselves to you in everything that I do. we do. Father, not only 10%, but 100% belongs to you, oh God, Father. And I pray, O oh God, Father, that would you father make this heart more generous, O oh God, so that father, with the generosity, we can win people for you, O oh God. So with the, our generosity, your kingdom can advance, O oh God. It's about the king and his kingdom. I pray blessing over your church, oh God, Father. People who are looking for job, I pray that they may get a job, oh God. People who are sick, I pray that they may receive healing, oh God. For you are the true healer, oh God. But I just want to pray this one thing, uh, especially for today, oh God, if there's any pride in us, Father, may you will remove it from us, oh God. Highlight to us in the areas that we walk so proud, oh God so that we may, Father, humbly come before you. We don't want you to humble us. Before you humble us, we want to humble ourselves. we want to say, Lord Jesus, we want to come to you in humbleness so that we don't fall. Because the Bible says that pride comes before a fall. Thank you, Jesus, for many blessings that is to come. Thank you for this church, New Gen City Church. Thank you for the people of this church, oh God, Father. We pray your blessing over their life. In Jesus' name I pray all this. Amen, Lord.